0: I.V.M. You are listening to The Signal Daily Brought to you by Front Page Studios Can you imagine the government asking you to drink more? I see that you can't. Sadly, you're not in Japan. Yes, you've heard it right the Japanese government is urging its younger population to drink more in a bid to boost the economy. It might not seem like a believable affair, but the younger generation of Japan is drinking less than their older counterparts. In fact, Japan's National Tax Agency, or the NTA, said that alcohol consumption in 2020 fell down to 75 litres from 100 litres in 1995. And this sobriety has become a matter of concern for the Japanese government. Tax revenues from alcohol have gone down over the years. According to the Japan Times, it constituted 5% of the total revenue in 1980, 3% in 2011, and just 1.7% in 2020. It was the biggest fall in alcohol tax income in 31 years. One of the probable reasons behind this shift is lifestyle change that were brought about by the pandemic. But the government's response to this alarming crisis was a gripping plan of action, the Sake Viva campaign, that they hope will reignite the interest in alcohol. And as a part of this campaign, the NTA has called out the younger generation aged between 20 to 39 to share their business ideas and propositions that can help rekindle the sales and flourish the industry. Through this Sake Viva campaign, Japan's government wishes to generate quote-unquote new products and designs along with ways to promote home drinking. Entrants have until the end of September to come up with their master plans. Experts will further help in developing the selected plans. And finalists in the competition will also be invited to a gala award ceremony in Tokyo on 10th November. But this plan is receiving mixed responses. While some are very supportive of the initiative, others are being skeptical of promoting an unhealthy habit among the youth. Japan's health ministry hopes that the campaign would also remind people to consume, quote-unquote, appropriate amounts of alcohol. Alright, one glass of sake for me then. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbury. I'm a writer and producer for this show. I'll be taking over from Fareen for a few days and... This is the deep dive for August 19, 2022. The All-India Football Federation or the AIFF had messed up and messed up real bad, I'd say. You may already be aware that FIFA has indefinitely banned AIFF due to quote-unquote undue influence from third parties. But wait, what's the deal here? Let's dig deeper. What we've learned so far is that the AIFF controversy began almost 10 years ago when football players and supporters in India demanded that Praful Patel, the former president of the sports governing body, step down for failing to hold the election in 2020 when his term had ended. And on May 12th of this year, when the Supreme Court agreed to hear a plea against Patel, the case officially began. The Supreme Court then removed Patel from his position as president on 18th May and appointed a three-person committee of administrators, or the COA. Now, the COA was placed in charge of football after the AIFF Executive Committee was disbanded for breaking the sports code of the central government. The committee was also responsible to hold regulated elections for the National Football Governing Body and wrap it up by September 15. If not, India would be suspended from FIFA. And that's exactly what happened. As I mentioned before, FIFA banned AIFF on grounds of quote-unquote third-party influence. Now, third-party interference is when a FIFA member association loses control of its entity and it's co-opted and is unable to maintain its independence. According to FIFA statutes, the Supreme Court's directive to the COA to manage the AIFF in this instance was textbook example of third-party interference. FIFA initially held back the ban under the assumption that the COA wouldn't significantly alter the AIFF constitution. But according to reports, the COA changed the language trying to define the top league in India, describing how relegation and marketing would operate and specifying that the AIFF would be in charge of overseeing the top league alone. But that's not where it stops. Such bans, of course, have implications. And expectedly, this suspension has had a significant impact. The first one was losing the right to host the Under-17 Women's World Cup. Furthermore, it means that none of the national teams, regardless of age, will be playing in any international matches. And that applies to all domestic teams in India, both men and women's football. Besides this, the suspension affects international transfers and any courses or professional development programs that AIFF officials might have been enrolled in or could have participated in. This effectively means that no Indian teams representing clubs or countries can play outside of India. And not just football. It appears that the Olympic Sports Federation is also being investigated. The International Olympic Committee or the IOC might impose a ban on the Indian Olympic Association or the IOA. Elections that were a requisite for the IOA's smooth operation which were originally scheduled for December 2021 are being delayed, which is causing serious concern. The ban on IOA will have a serious setback for Indian athletes. And who's to be blamed? Narinder Batra, former president of IOA. Reportedly, after the Delhi High Court declared the position of quote-unquote life member in hockey India to be invalid, Batra announced his decision not to run for office and resigned from his position as IOA president. Additionally, the CBI also filed a case against Batra on the day of his resignation for alleged misappropriation of Hockey India's funds to the tune of Rs 35 lakhs. Apart from cricket, it seems that India's other sports are in a disarray. We can only hope that the reaction from international sports organisations serves as a wake-up call for Indian sport entities. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.